Seventh season, the Lapped Traffic Podcast has brought you over 300 shows, driver and media interviews, awesome stories and entertainment, and one of the coolest fantasy leagues around. Get ready for another exciting season. Sit back, relax, and try not to get lapped. Now, here is your host, the Professor. What is up, Lap Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 301 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Yes, I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. We are back. How amazing is that new intro? Ah, huge thanks to Terrence Ward from Memphis Wrestling for doing the voiceover for that. It's got a mix of NASCAR with wrestling. And if you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know... How much I love my WWE, and I saw, I saw Terrence uh, on TikTok, and I'm like, this guy is awesome. He does voiceovers. He'll do intros for the wrestlers and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, I think he would do one hell of an intro for the podcast. Reached out to him. Two days later, boom, we got ourselves a brand new kick-ass intro for the podcast this year, which is just awesome absolutely love it and of course he's going to be on the show we're going to talk some wrestling uh in a couple weeks that i am very much looking forward to let's see here well can you believe it's been 62 days two months since episode 300 was posted back in december and looking back on it it feels like Christmas was yesterday, but it wasn't. It was like two months ago, which is absolutely insane that here we are, you know, first week into February already of 2023. Uh, the, the time does fly. And, they, I, you know, everyone told me, oh, wait till, wait till you have your kid. It's going to fly even quicker. And sure enough, it is definitely definitely flying. Um, hope you guys all had an incredible holiday season. Great new year. Speaking of Alden, it was so much fun experiencing Christmas and the holidays with him. He has developed such a little personality and it is just so much fun watching him and his curiosity grow. I cannot believe he is going to be one in less than two weeks and we will be doing a huge celebration Daytona weekend for him. As you guys know, we usually throw a big Daytona party, so we're going to kind of do a little hybrid thing on Saturday during the Xfinity race will be Alden's party, which is going to be all decked out, racing themed. I cannot wait to share with you guys his birthday. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, it's a fire suit. I'm just going to call it what it is. Uh, I got him a fire suit for his birthday, and it is amazing and cannot wait to share some pictures because it's just incredible. Um, all right, so there's a quick uh, little recap on, on us here. Um, season seven, can you believe that? I, I am just blown away that this is season seven. And, I mean, it's lucky number seven, and – it was high time to do some changes to the format. You know, the format's been the same basically for the last, I mean, this is year seven. Uh, so the last five years, the format really has not changed too much on the show. And it, it was time to freshen things up. Uh, hence the, the new intro music, as I just mentioned, and going to have some changes to the show as well. You know, the interviews and all that are going to remain the same. Um, as far as race coverage, I'm going to focus less on race specifics and more on, you know, some general impacts. And, you know, if it makes sense to talk standings, we'll talk standings. If there's, uh, you know, a driver drama building, we'll talk that. If it makes sense to throw questions to you guys, I'll do that, which I did earlier today. That I'm going to do a lot more of for sure. And I think two of the biggest changes is that... I am going to move the weather segment out of the show for the most part, with the exception of big races. Uh, but Aaron and Brian and myself are going to switch to do Twitter spaces uh, during race weeks. And we'll do a weather segment later in the week live for you guys to be able to come and join a, uh, a scheduled, you know, Twitter space, if you will. And uh, it worked out very, very well when I did the new rules for lap traffic fantasy last week, scheduled it, 
gave you guys date and time. I had 20 people that joined in and out throughout the time that uh, I ran it and passed the mic option around, basically, was able to interact with you guys. And I think that will be a lot of fun to be able to do that with Brian and Aaron and to be a little bit more interactive with you guys and to, like I said, switch that out of the show. I think that's run its course with the exception of, of some special times to either just have them on as the guest that week or something, uh, but uh, freshen that up. And then, as I mentioned, at the end of last season that uh, we were going to be retiring the Lucky Dog and Lap Down segment, which is going to be replaced by a new segment. I put that out to you guys, have uh, run a contest over the last couple of weeks and have gotten a bunch of submissions by you guys on ideas and topics for a new show segment. And I will announce that winner here a little later on in the show. And then the fantasy segment will pretty much remain the same. So what's that all mean? Well, as you guys know, I uh, had the baby last year, took a few more off weeks than I usually do, and I want to be able to get back to doing uh, weekly shows as much as possible and needed to be able to kind of condense the amount of time I had to specifically record with people and all of that. So the shows might be a little shorter this year, but more of a live presence on Twitter, uh, between Twitter spaces, questions for you guys and stuff like that that I'll wrap up into the show. Um that's what you can expect. And speaking of fantasy, there is still time to go register for this year's Lap Traffic Fantasy League. Year seven of that as well. And yes, there are limits to the truck series uh, as, as teased and expected. If you didn't uh, check out the live Twitter spaces last week, that's definitely one of the new rules. So if you want to join, all you have to do is send an email to fantasylappedtraffic at gmail.com. Give me your name, email, Twitter if you got one, and uh, get you signed up. It's free. It's fun. And there are some awesome lap traffic swag and trophies personalized that uh, we get sent out at the end of the year, which is a lot of fun. So, all right. That, that's that's the, uh, what do you call it there? That is the the nuts and bolts, if you will. Now. What is coming up on tonight's show? Well, had to keep things going with the momentum from episode 300 last year and kicking off season seven and the next 100 shows is the legendary Jeff Gluck, Scott Page from jayski.com. And yes, we got a driver. We got John Hunter Nemechek going to be talking about making the move over back, back, back over to the Xfinity series. So that's what we got lined up for you guys tonight. I will also do a little clash recap and work in some of the, the feedback from you guys as well, but let's stop wasting time. How long was this much overran intro? Eight minutes here. Let's get Jeff Gluck back on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, joining me on the line, making his fourth appearance on the Lap Traffic Podcast, here to kick off Season 7 and Episode 301 from The Athletic and a tweet-up near you. It is the legendary Jeff Glock. Jeff, what's going on, man? I'm doing good. You know, I I will say that I was very, you know, you, you graciously invited me to be on Episode number 300, which is a big episode and a big round number, and I, like, dropped the ball. It was in the off-season. And like, I, I never got back to you at least in a timely manner. And so now I'm on 301, but 301 is fine. Like, I, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, that's, that's sort of, it would be more prestigious to be like, Oh, I'm, I'm on part of, I'm part of episode 300, but 301 new year, you know, I'll, I'll take, I'll take being the, the kickoff for this one. Well, I mean, you, you have an open invite right now for episode 400, but I hope that's not the next time you're on the show. How's that? <laughs> that could be a while, huh? Yeah. Well, because the last time you were on was on episode 199. So you've been the pre and now the post of the. Oh run. man. So. I'm just missing these. Wow. Oh, well, you know, you know, I, I just saw recently that uh, the Dale Jr. Download announced that they're going to be going to three times a week episodes. So if you start doing three lap traffics a week, you get to 400 much quicker that way. Yeah, I would need to have some uh, some listener uh, dollar contributions to do that because uh, <laughs> we, uh, we'd have to stop the real job for that. So, uh, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> well, listen, man, before we get into all the NASCAR stuff, uh, how were the holidays? How are the kiddos doing? All that good stuff. Oh, man, you know, uh, this this did not seem like my normal sort of uh, off season. I, I I wouldn't say I'm refreshed as as I normally would be. Um, 
you know, my, my brother-in-law got married in Indianapolis in December, um, in, in like the second week of December, basically. Okay. And so we were already going to spend Christmas there. So we ended up, you know, spending, uh, like three and a half weeks at my in-laws, which is, you know, a long time to be away from home, be in somebody's house. Then I got caught up in the Southwest airlines. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Yes. So, um, I ended up having to drive back by myself. The family came later once the flights were available. I, I drove back by myself from Indianapolis to Denver after trying to get a flight for three days. Um, that wasn't my favorite right? thing. <laughs> then I got back and, you know, I'd gotten a jury summons and I, my entire life, I'm 42 years old. And, you know, I, you get the jury summons and you get dismissed. You just get out of it. You know, uh, it's never been, you know, so I ended up like making it to, you know, the actual courtroom this time. And I, there was still like 80 people in there and I was like, not, you know, I was just sort of in the back and yeah. I didn't say anything. And I thought I was good. Uh, I was like, well, this is one long day of jury selection, but you know, it's kind of interesting to see it. And then I got picked. They called my name wow. and it turned out to be a week long sexual assault trial. Wow. Uh, it was super not fun at all. Uh, really heavy. And then next thing you know, uh, now here we are back to work. So That's uh, it's been a little bit unusual of an off season. Uh, I could use just like one more. I, I really could. Yeah. Just that would, that would just be nice. Just like organize my closet or all those off season projects you want to do. Oh, I'll do that. I'll do that after the season ends. Yeah. I didn't get to do any of that. So, um, but you know, the calendar does not stop for anybody. So here we go. That's funny about the jury thing because so um, my my wife um, had our we had our first baby last February. So he's he's going to turn one in two weeks, and she got a jury summons um, to report like it was going to be a month after the baby was due. So the doctor, you know, wrote a letter. Hey, you know, she's going to be a one month fresh mother. Like, you know, please excuse her. And sure enough, two days ago, she got in the mail a jury summons uh, for the same district court, uh, all of that. So, and, but my wife is geeked about it. She can't wait. She hopes wow. it's like a month long thing. I'm like, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Dad needs you home. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say, you know, um, after the third day, they start paying you. So I got, I got. 50 bucks. There you go. Woo. That almost probably covered your gas and parking to the courthouse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's great, man. Well, listen, um, I, I believe if if the math serves correctly, you are uh, coming up on uh, your five-year anniversary at The Athletic? Yeah, so I started um, in in the middle of the season in May, uh, but this will be my fifth season. I think it's, it's funny because so the longest job I've ever had is, is four years. Um, so once I get to May and get past that magical mark, uh, this, this will be the longest job I've ever had the athletic. I, I was sort of, um, I think I was sort of resigned to, Hey, the journalism industry is just so it's too turbulent and you'd always just have to move around. You know, I went to like newspaper, newspaper, magazine, blog website, back to newspaper, back to website, you know, all the stuff, uh, my own thing. And, you know, you're just like, I don't know, how, how am I ever going to just find a, a home sort of? And I don't know, like, I, it just sort of works out that I've, I've really enjoyed the athletic. I like the company culture. I like who I work with. Um, it seems like the format is more relaxed to allow more creativity on your end, which I think just, you know, the, 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 the few times we've chatted, seen each other in person, it seems like that fits you, I think. You know, it's, 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 a, I, I see, um, a lot of the other media people doing what I used to do, whether that is really getting caught up in the day-to-day -day stuff. And that's what you have to do. Like, you know, if you're working for, you know, NBCSports.com or something, um, and a driver says something, you know, even half notable in the media sessions, you just, you got to write it right away. I mean, it's news and you got to write it where, you know, the, the way our model is, you know, it just sort of allows me to sort of sit back 
and more take like a broader look at like the weekend or a trend as a whole or something. Sure. And then write about that. Um, I might still use some of what that driver said, or but maybe I can take that and build off into, you know, ask other people about it or something. Um, I don't think that the urgency is there much because we're not, you know, we're a, a subscription model. So you're not going for, I mean, of course we'd like to get as much traffic and page views as possible because then more people will subscribe. Sure. You know, if, if you draw a hundred people to your website and one out of every hundred subscribes, then you got to draw more and more to get your subscriptions. But, um, you know, so, so you, you, you still want people to read, but at the same time, the people that are coming there are like, okay, they, they know this is going to be more of like a, maybe more of a big picture type thing in a lot of cases. So, um, I feel more comfortable doing that kind of stuff or, or sitting down doing a profile on somebody, um, you know, because I, my interest in racing has more always been about the people and the cars. Um, I want to talk about the personalities and help people understand who these drivers are. I'm not as technical, so I don't really dive into that as much. I mean, of course, we'll talk about rule packages and stuff like that and the racing, but I'm more comfortable talking about the people, I guess, sure. you know? No, absolutely. No, that's awesome. Um, Jeff, we big big news today with some rule changes. Um, that's It's pretty exciting. Um, I've been saying for years that, uh, you know, something's got to be done. You know, I, I am... I'm one of the few, maybe not maybe few, but I don't mind the stage, the stages. Uh, I'm okay with that. I'm even fine with throwing the caution. My biggest gripe has always been, can we not count the laps on the stage cautions? That, that's been like my biggest thing uh, since this came out. I, I get the rationale behind it. I can get behind all of that. Um, and and we, we saw kind of that first step a little bit, you know, today in terms of, well, they're still going to count the laps, uh, but there's not going to be the the natural or the unnatural caution, if you will, at road courses. And uh, I, I think that's a great thing. I, I think we there was too much manipulation, I think, in terms of crew chief and drivers when we went to, to the road courses. What's what's your thought on on the on the the new changes that came out? You know, I'm I'm highly in favor of this. And, and it was interesting to tweet out, you know, the news from the the rules briefing. And then, you know, you rarely see this on NASCAR Twitter, but it was like, it felt unanimous approval. Like people were really pumped to see that the cautions or the, uh, they, they weren't going <laughs> to, yeah. I, well, if I could trust those Twitter polls. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, I, I just think w if you could trace back to when it felt like road courses started going downhill a little bit from what they had been, in recent years, I think it's when, you know, the stages came in because once everybody figured out, okay, it's pretty much a straightforward strategy. You either short pit and cycle back to the lead, or you go for stage points and you get buried in the back and your race is pretty much over. And you pick one of those strategies and you know, when the cautions are coming. Um, I liked when, you know, you throw on the Sonoma race and they'd say, okay, they're going to, you know, do this race backwards. Um, and you know, the, the strategy and, uh, you know, you didn't, didn't know when the caution was coming. And, you know, some people obviously could get hurt by that. You, you chose to put on tires and you got burned by it, or, you know, maybe you stayed out too long and, or whatever, you know, and, and that's part of it. That's part of racing, right? Like you don't know when it's going to come out. And, uh, so I like that, you know, look, if you still want to stay on the track and make sure you're out there getting stage points, fine. But, uh, a lot of people will, you know, maybe do a different strategy now and, and we'll see some, uh, you know, I think we're going to see things that we can't even sit here and think of right now, because what happens with the, I, I think with these rule changes, every time a, a policy changes, there's some unintended consequence or some crew chief or driver thinks up something. And then you're like, Ooh, that's an interesting wrinkle. Um, so I'm sure the crew chiefs are already going, okay, all right, this is what I'm going to, I'm going to pit on lap two at Watkins Glen. I don't know why, <laughs> um, but somebody's going to come up with something and, um, you know, it's, it's, that's, what's going to be interesting. Like I, I'm, I, I'm anxious to see what will happen now. And I hope that that will make the road courses more intriguing because it just felt too formulaic and there's so many road courses. Now you definitely don't want to do that. No, so that's the thing, you know, and, and I remember, uh, when I first started getting into the sport, which was, you know, early two thousands and, you know, I, I didn't like 
the road courses. You know, those were the two race weekends where I, I didn't necessarily pay as much attention or didn't watch. You know, I mean, we're talking 20 years ago. And as time slowly developed and, you know, we started getting our own ringers within the sport and it started getting more competitive. They became so much enjoyable to where it's like I was clamoring at the bit for those two road courses every year. And, and now I've talked about it, you know, there's a saturation number that I think we're teetering very close with, with the number that we have, because, you know, I, I relate it to my, my love for the truck series. I, get so bummed when there's not a truck series race on a Friday night or a Saturday. I want to want more. And I think we're close with the, with the number of road course races that we have. And this is a step to get back to that excitement. Like you said, you know, it started to go downhill a little bit. And, and I think this is going to do wonders for the road course races this year. I hope so. And, you know, just, I, I totally agree with you about the saturation point. Um, you know, we were asking for more short tracks, not more road courses necessarily. I mean, I think more road courses was fine when they went to the third, you know, third one with the Roval, you know, adding that everybody was really excited in the first couple editions that were like, wow. Um, but then all of a sudden when you go four five, six, you know, you're like, okay, whoa. Like, you know, the one at the brickyard still bothers me so much. <laughs> like, what is the, what is the point of this? Right. Like, what are, yeah. what is going on here? You know? Um, this doesn't need to be a road course race. It's, there's enough. This, this one go to the oval. It's fine. Uh, so yeah, I, you know, maybe this is the, maybe this one little simple thing will spice them up enough to make us look forward to them more again. I think a new, the new car hurt them too last year, but, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm certainly in favor of this and I, I don't think it can hurt anything. That's for sure. No, I'm with you. Uh, Jeff, I, I want to talk a couple driver changes with you. Um, you know, we, we've got them throughout all three series. Obviously, you know, we got Haley Deegan in the truck series to Thor Sport. We've got Cole Custer back to Xfinity. Uh, we got Brandon Jones moving over to, uh, to Junior Motorsports. Dinger back full time. And obviously, uh, you know, the Kyle Busch, Tyler Riddick swap, so to speak there. Um, you know, what ones stand out? The I mean, obviously, Kyle and Tyler are, are big ones. But, you know, what, what are some ones that you're going to be having a close eye on to see, you know, if the change of scenery, you know, makes a difference for anybody? You know, aside from the um, the Kyle Reddick one, which I think is obviously, like you said, the one that's going to be a talking point for all season long to just see how they're doing and who's having a better season and, you know, what's the expectations. Um I'm very, I'm very intrigued by the Ryan Priest Stuart Haas racing one. Um, you know, that's, that's an interesting move. Uh, Ryan Priest didn't have that much success really at, uh, JTG. Um, he, he's shown at times, you know, he's, he's obviously a super talented driver, but, um, you know, and he bet on himself with those, you know, Xfinity races at JGR and stuff and was able to to sort of prove he deserved a chance, but, um, you know, is he going to get in the car and, and that, and, and really outperform what Cole Custer was doing? I, I'm not sure. I mean, Stuart Haas racing, isn't like super, you know, they haven't had a ton of success in recent years. Um, I'm just curious to see what happens there. Cause it, it feels like that's sort of like a make or break for him in a way. Right. Like, yeah, he's, he's gotten this chance. Um, it was sort of like, well, that's an interesting move. Like people weren't like, oh yeah, that's a, that's a total no brainer. Um, and you know, what, what happens there? I mean, you know, he, it's, it's, he sort of has to produce, right? Like, I don't know if you get another good ride if you go there and you're not able to perform well or make the playoffs or whatever. So I'm going to be keeping my eye on that one. Cause I think that's, that's really interesting. I, I like that. I, I've got two then follow up Stuart Haas questions for you then. And the first is, you know, if you're Cole Custer, uh, you know, we, we, we have seen success of guys that, uh, quote unquote, got demoted, if you will. We, we've seen it with Justin Allgaier, who, you know, performed for a very long time at the Cup Series and has had great success at JRM back in the Xfinity Series. Uh, we've seen it with just or uh, with with AJ Allmendinger. Uh, you know, who even stepped away from the sport for a minute and is now going to be back full time in the cup. Um, you know, wh what do you make of, of this with, with Cole? Can, can he rebound from this? And, and so what, uh, what do you, what do you see happening there? 
So, you know, I, I feel like, you know, his, his rookie year, um, you know, he gets that win at Kentucky with that great restart. Right. And, um, you know, the SHR was down as a whole, you know, in, in general, the last few years, but, um, you know, he had seven top tens that year. Right. And, and his average finish was 19.2 and you think, okay, well, Hey, that's something to build off. Um, I think the problem for him was he went backward. Sure. Um, he had two top tens the next year. He had three top tens last year and his average finish. Both of those years wasn't as good as his rookie season. So you're like, okay, well, what, what to make of this? Because I mean, here's a guy who in the Xfinity series, I mean, he won that, he had that year before he came up to cup where he won seven races. I mean, he was like, okay, there's, you know, Chase Briscoe, you know, Austin Sindrick, you know, people like that, you know, Noah Gregson's year last year, the, the Ty Gibbs, the guys that are moving up. I mean, and he, you know, that's that the same year with Tyler Reddick. That's yeah, Tyler Reddick is another great, yeah, great example where you're like, okay, these guys have proved they are, you know, they've accomplished what they need to in Xfinity uh, and and they can move up, you know, and, and they'll be good at the next level. So now you send them back down. So I guess, I mean, first of all, you have to win, right? right? Like, I mean, you, you, have to. you, you can't, yeah, you can't go there and, and, you know, just be like, oh, okay, I'm a top 10 driver. It's like, Okay, we're all expecting you now to maybe you don't have to win seven races, but you got to win three, four, or yeah, something at least. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, uh, and you know, I guess maybe if you regain your confidence, but then I don't know. It's just kind of weird to me because, like, what, then what do you do? Okay, like let's say Almirola retires, then you say, okay, yeah, Cole Custer, he won five Xfinity races and he made the final four. Like, uh, do you move him back up and just say, oh, he'll be better now? Like, is it is it all? comes down to his confidence or like, how do you get right. excited about Cole Custer again? Like, um, and, that, and that's, that's a tough issue. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so my, my second SHR is, uh, you know, what, what can we expect or what should we expect with the, uh, Kevin Harvick forever tour here in 2023? You know, um, I, I guess I'm, my expectations are a little muted. Um, I still think Harvick is obviously capable of, of winning races. He's, he proved that last year by winning twice, but also it's like, I mean, he's getting up there like, um, and you know, his performance isn't what it was. Um, what did he just turned 47 in December? Um, yeah, he just turned 47. So, I mean, that's pretty much on the older end of things and you can keep yourself in great shape, but, um, I mean, you're, you're competing against, really aggressive guys in their early twenties and stuff like that, where, you know, you could be their dad. Right. Um, and so that's, that's tough. I, I just think it, he's, you know, everywhere he goes all year, it's going to be like, Hey, it's your last time here. We're going to give you this gift. Uh, you know, you're going to have to answer questions reflecting on your career. There's going to be a lot of distractions. Sure. Um, and we just haven't seen like great farewell tours, I guess. So that, that's what, where my hesitation is like, Jimmy Johnson didn't win a race really his last few years. Right. But definitely not his last year. And it's really kind of struggled that last year. Right. I mean, the, the, the same car, the next year after Jimmy left won 10 races in the championship yeah. with the same team, um, you know, guys who have gone out recently just haven't, I mean, yeah, you had that great Jeff Gordon moment where say, Jeff, Gordon, yeah. Would we consider that though a successful, you know, you know, we've had guys that haven't, that haven't had the quote unquote full year uh, pomp and circumstance, right? Like, you know, we're going to expect Kevin Harvick to have like Jeff Gordon had Jimmy Johnson had, you know, there have been some guys that have, you know, waited till and said, no, I'm done and haven't, haven't gone through that. So yeah, I, I am very curious to see, you know, how this uh, plays out. Like you said, there's going to be a ton of distractions. That's going to make it uh, very interesting for sure there. Yeah, I mean, Dale Jr. didn't win a race his last year. Um, Tony Stewart, his last year, did he get that Sonoma win? Was that his last season? Yes. I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Yep. That was sort of like his last, you know, send off kind of thing. And, and, but yeah, like his, his last couple of years, you know, before that, he, he didn't win a race either. So, it, you know, it's tough. I mean, once you start to lose it and you're not winning as consistently anymore, and, you know, we all, you know, Harvick, 
he wins nine races and you're thinking he's going to win the championship and this is the final four. And then yeah. it's like ever since then, like what happened? I mean, he almost, you know, until he won those two races last year. Yeah. It, yeah. It was like, what's, well, what's going is on? Is he ever going to win again? Yeah. 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 Um, all right, Jeff, last one for you. Uh, you know, we're getting, we're getting ready to kick off 2023 season. Uh, what are the first few races that uh, the fans can uh, expect to maybe see at the racetrack? So um, I'm going to do, uh, I, I, I go Clash, Daytona 500, Fontana. Fontana is really important to me because, um, first of all, I, I love that track, um, just the oval. And, and I want to see the last race on the big oval there uh, before they turn it into the short track. And I also used to work at the local newspaper out there. That was my home track. I lived about 10 minutes away from there. Um, just for a few years, but like, I have a lot of memories there, like of the nostalgia sure. every time I go there and I'm like, man, like this is, you know, it'll be in the same place, but it's not going to look the same. You know, I'm sure everything about the infield and all that stuff will change. And, um, I just want to soak that up one more time. Um, and then I'm going to go to Vegas because I was kind of like, okay, do I go to Vegas or Phoenix? I'd rather, you know, Phoenix with the short track package. Yeah. Ho -ho. Been okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather see, you know, hey, the mile and a half are, are good now, right? They're coming back. Yeah, so I'd rather go see a, a mile and a half race and, and the first mile and a half race of the year at that and just see, like, hey, is this a, is this a tone setter? Like, who's, you know, is it going to be a surprise? Is it going to be somebody we expect? Um, so, yeah, those those are going to be my first. Four. And then, I, you know, for me being living in Denver, Colorado, it doesn't really make sense to go to, like, that first Atlanta or sure. – the first Martinsville and, you know, those kind of races, but, um, I'm glad they, I'm glad they have a couple of big races out early, like the clash and then Daytona 500, which obviously you can't miss. And then the West coast swing makes it easier for me, you sure. know? Awesome, man. Well, there you have it guys. You can uh, go catch Jeff there at those first couple races, Jeff, man, thank you so much for coming on and, and helping kick off uh, year seven of the podcast. And, um, we we're not going to go a hundred episodes before you're back on. How's that? How about 350? I love it. episode 350 because that's a nice number too. Yeah. Yes, I love it. All right, Jeff, man. Okay. Thank you so much, everyone. Make sure you go follow Jeff at Jeff Gluck. Uh, go subscribe to the Athletic and all that good stuff. Um, Jeff, man, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much, man. We'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thank you for having me and, and uh, inviting me back, even though I'm I'm not very good about responding sometimes. That's my bad. <laughs> no worries, brother. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. All right. Great to have Jeff Gluck back on the line. And I think it has to happen now. He just has to be on episode 400. There's no there's no way around that. Um, OK, let's talk about the clash real quick. Um, I mean, obviously, there was some love. There was some hate. And here's my take on it. I think part of the hate is due to the fact that what should have been a two hour time block uh, was from five o'clock Eastern time till whenever that thing ended. And it was just way, way too much. Like, and I get that it's hard. You don't know how long each of the heat races are going to take. You don't know how long the last chance qualifiers are going to take plus the actual race itself. You know, I get, you want to build a little pomp and circumstance in there. You're going to have your break with your music. You know, that is what it is. You, you know, you, you're either a fan of that, of, of the, of the music or you're not. And, and, I'm trying to avoid that conversation and just strictly look at the racing product that we got and why I feel there was some frustration out there. And I think, like I said, it was just too much time and it didn't needed, didn't need it. It did not need to be dragged out that long. And I think if it would have been condensed and just back to back to back, you know, do your music act before, you know, after your second last chance qualifier, as you know, you're getting teams into position, you're getting the cars lined up for the actual race itself. You know, let's not stop the race midway through. It's 150 laps on a quarter mile track. Like, just let them go. Um, or, you know, build in your caution for, you know, your pits change because you don't have a pit road and, you know, go interview somebody or something like that. Uh, I, I just think that just ended, it got just too dragged out. I mean, that, I can't think of anything else to say other than if that thing had been a two and a half hour TV time from start to finish with your heat races and your race, you, you'd have been perfect and you would have hit it on. I, I think that's where there is some frustration in my opinion, but 
I digress on that. Great to see Martin Truex Jr. back in victory lane. And, um, you know, I think that was much needed for him. His team uh, gave him a little jolt. And uh, let's see if that can carry over into the regular season. It was also great to see Kyle Busch, uh, you know, finish second, podium finish, because uh, apparently we do those now. And it was it was great to see him smile all weekend. I saw a lot of people commenting on that, whether it was from, you know, pictures posted on social media some interviews that he did and he looked happy you know change of scenery maybe has done that you know he wrecks the first three races obviously we're not going to see a smiling kyle bush uh but it looked uh like he he's uh you know in a good spot and in a good space right now which which that's cool to see and for me the big question is is you know once auto club is reconfigured where should this race get moved to? That's that's one question. You know, I, I think they should definitely go back there a third time, especially because Auto Club's not going to be done uh, until the, what is it, 2025 season or whatever it is, you know. So give it some time. Let it, you know, at least give it the, uh, you know, the rubber match and give it a third time and see if it gets a little bit better reaction from everybody. And, you know, I, I think the heat races were amazing. Those were fantastic. I think one of the other issues is not that uh, on top of the fact of how long it got drawn out was I think there were too many cars on the track. I definitely think that impacted things. You look at how cool the heat races were and how awesome those were and even your last chance qualifiers 20 20 car what was it 27 cars i think that's too many uh i think 20 would have been the sweet spot uh if i'm being honest with you and you know bring everybody let you know add more heat races condense the you know uh you know top two whatever i was i think it was the top three or i'm drawing a blank on the format there but you know cut cut that field down make it even more prestigious if you will and I, th I think that would definitely, definitely add to that for sure. Um, okay. Uh, I did ask you guys, um, since Auto Club is not going to have a race in 2024, I believe it was. Yes, 2024. Um, that's a spot on the, t the schedule that needs to be filled. And, and asked you guys where you would like to see a race uh, in place of Auto Club. And let's see, Jay Isaac at IsaacJ63 said IRP. Patrick at PatrickDraw19 said Irwindale Speedway. Dave at DB Krieg and EJ43 at PettyFan4398. And Matt Kemper at Camper News Net all said Rockingham. Uh, Dave at Real David Khan said, honestly, I think Wilkesboro. We'll get that spot next season unless they keep the all-star race. I'd like to see Rockingham, Iowa, or even Milwaukee get a shot at a cup race. Uh, Andrew at Racing Cants, Daytona Road Course, Long Beach, or Laguna. Uh, Matthew at CH9SE Fan, second concrete Bristol or Michigan. Uh, I'll take a second Michigan track since uh, ours has gotten cut. I'll go back there twice. Uh, Roger at uh, R-O-J-O-D-I Sonoma. Take the earlier second date and then uh, give a second race to New Hampshire. Jess at Iowa NASCAR fan. Uh, Irwindale or Kern on the West Coast. And blowing the doors off at BTDOP Podcast. Leave the clash in L.A. Let that breathe for a bit for the rebuild. Give the date to Homestead. Let them have two races in 2024. Potential weather concern eliminated, and Homestead is a great track. Keep the teams east for one more week. I'm all about that. And, by the way, if you're not following, blowing the doors off with good friends, uh, B. Wayne and Andrew Sherwin, make sure you're going and checking them out. They they actually had a show last week, which was awesome. Great perspective. Uh, make sure you go check them out. So, for me... Uh, I'm all about IRP. Let's let's do that. I think that would be fantastic. I mean, obviously, if they want to give Michigan a second date, I'll take it. Not keeping my hopes on that one. Uh, but I think IRP would be fantastic for the Cup Series. We've seen the payoff with trucks and Xfinity. Uh, let's go let the big dogs uh, get a little piece of that action there. Let's. Uh, that would be my vote for sure. All right. The first uh, listener feedback of the season. First of many. Okay, let's keep things going. Uh, as you guys know, Dustin Albino from jsky.com comes on from time to time. And um, 
I wanted to have uh, Scott Page on, who was uh, the original connection to Jayski, and he hasn't been on in quite some time, and I'm saving Dustin for when there's some good wrestling talk to be had. So um, much like Jeff, I had reached out to Scott for 300, and we weren't able to make it work, but we're able to make it work for the kickoff on Season 7. So without further ado... Scott Page, jayski.com. Episode 301 from everybody's favorite stat and image and paint scheme website. Welcome back from jayski.com. It is Scott Page. Sir, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing very well. Ready for the season to get started. And I can't believe this this is my seventh appearance. I would have guessed that. Yeah, no, it's crazy, man. You know, once, once you come on once, like odds are... You know, you're just going to be a lifer on the show. You can go ask Jeff Striegel about that. <laughs> so so you're like some sort of STD? Is that what you're saying? Right. <laughs> just keep coming back. You cannot get rid of me. <laughs> oh, let me just set a marker with a season by starting off with that, that yeah. statement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times, man. Well, yeah, you know, like we were talking before we got started, you, you know, the off season just, you know, I, I, f- I literally feel like it's the first week of December and I just got done posting you know, episode 300. I haven't done a show since yeah. then. And it's like, it, you know, it's like you don't skip a beat and, you know, the holidays are a blur. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's like you just, you take a couple of weeks of breather when the season ends and suddenly it's Thanksgiving. It swirls right into uh, Christmas. You know, it gets cold for those of us living in the Midwest and anywhere else. And next thing you know, it's time to get started again. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And and here we are, um, which is which is good. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be back. And uh, I, I'll start with just a, a huge thank you to you and uh, and Dustin for uh, the continued support of the podcast. You know, Dustin, you know, came on, you know, five or six times last year. And um, I uh, appreciate his time and him and I love talking some wrestling, too. We, we've you know, oh, yes, that gets thrown in the mix. No doubt about it. Like. <laughs> Every yeah. time it's like, hey, we should just do our own one of those. But uh, there's definitely not enough free time to do that. Uh, I, I don't know how Dustin has any free time. I think he lives and breathes NASCAR. But then he also the WWE and between Syracuse University sports and, and the bills and everything else he does. I, I don't know how he's got a girlfriend. I've right. told him that. But <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's like, you know, and I got a kid now. He turned one in two oh. weeks. And it's like, yeah. I, um, you know, last year was a struggle for the podcast because it was like, you know, I I never had to worry about it. Oh, yeah, I can go record this interview with so-and-so, X, you know, and it's like, uh, now I got to make sure the wife's good and that there's no, Uh there's no meat, you know, it's, uh, that's, it's. The, the show's being reformed and reconfigured a little bit this year. That's yes. Sure. You got to make sure there's not kids screaming in the background and all sorts of things. Absolutely. <laughs> you got it. You got it, man. So, you know, like you said, you know, we're, we're right here at the, at the lead off to the, to the season here. Um, you know, what, what, what are things like behind the scenes for, for jayski.com as, as a new season is, is getting underway? Well, rather boring at this moment. I mean, it's really just a lot of grunt work, trying to make sure we've got all the paint schemes that have been released, uh, trying to make sure all my team pages, you know, actually have the right driver on the right page and sponsors that have changed, you know, just, and of course, as many times as you look at it, you find something we missed last time and, uh, you know, making some race pages and just kind of trying to wrap my mind around everything that's going to kick in gear here just pretty quickly. Uh, I could, I mean, the team chart, I mean, I live and die by that when I'm putting the show together. Like, I mean, it is, there is, I'll be, I mean, I will, I'll drop one other website that I, I, I visit occasionally, which is racing reference, but I mean, and that's purely just from the, the, the way they put their, their wins and the top fives and tens. Yes. It's, It's great to, to a quick reference there. That's all I use them for. Everything else, it's jc.com to to get snippets, not uh, you know to to talking point highlights. Like, oh, I know someone said they're doing this right there on the homepage. Like, I mean the the organization, and it really helps make my life as a podcaster of NASCAR very very easy. You know, 
Yeah, and, and we try to make it as much of a clearinghouse as we can. You know, it will it will amaze me still to this day. I mean, I've been working for the site now for oh goodness, let me see. This must be my seventeenth season or something. But it's I will look back at a site and say, did I post this? And then you know something came up two days ago, like oh my goodness, we completely forgot this. Now usually not the big stuff. Yeah. But there is just a lot of NASCAR news that goes on. Even uh, you know, obviously the off season slows down a lot, but especially this time of year. We're posting ten or twelve things a day, and they're you know they're going through so fast. It's like I look back the next day and say I for completely forgot to post about that. <laughs> and, uh, and so it can be a little bit overwhelming at times. But between the the three of us that that are working full time, we uh, we try to keep on top of things. That's awesome, man. I love it. Um, I wanted to get your thought. You know, we got we got some new rule changes. You know, just as you as a fan, what do, what do you think of some of those? Yeah, I, you know, I don't think there's anything there that's too consequential. Uh, you know, the, I don't know, I guess I consider the biggest, I don't know if it's the biggest, the one that uh, I've heard fans complain about a lot is now not throwing cautions at the stage breaks on road courses. Um, you know, and I understand why NASCAR is doing that and, I, you know, changing the strategy and all. I, I don't think in all practicality that's going to change the racing a lot. Um, but I, you know, that of course leads into the whole, if you watch Twitter, then uh, now we're back on everybody hate the, those that hate stage racing are yelling again. Sure. And, and, uh, you know, some people always want change. Some never want change. Um, but I think that's probably what I, I kind of caught out of, uh, probably the most substantial yeah. there. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm a fan of it. Um, you know, and you know, I, I wouldn't be opposed, you know, if this works, you know, maybe, Maybe we do it at some other tracks too, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, um, well, you know, and that's and that's good. The, the real trade-off you get there, you know. Basically, stages were implemented for TV breaks. Yeah. So darn, you know, the first thing we're going to have this year when they go to Sonoma is we're going to go off to a break somewhere during the middle of the race, and there is going to be a fifteen-car pileup, and I, people are going to say, "Why am I seeing all these commercials?" Inevitable. Well, inevitable. That's going. Because you're going to, you know, I mean, it won't be split screen and it won't, you know, but, yep. you know, it's, it's the, the, it's the like you've thing. been around a minute. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, man. It, but, you know. <laughs> yep. So, you know, we've got obviously some big driver changes. Um, you know, uh, we got Haley Deegan going over to Thor Sport. I'm very curious to see what happens uh, with, yep. with her move there. Um, you know, I, I think this is a make or break season for her, which is a challenge when you're going to uh, a new team. You know, um, what, what do you think there? Yeah, I, I certainly agree with that. I mean, you know, I, th I think she's got a lot of talent. I, you know, it's like like any driver. She's going to have to be put in the right situation to thrive. Um, and whether or not, you know, new team and all, you know, I, I you always generally want to think that uh, those first years are throwaways. Yep. But, you know, you go to Cup and then you look at what Trackhouse and stuff does. And, uh, you know, anything can happen but uh, it's a, the next couple of years are going to be critical for her absolutely um one of the big news on the cup side you know and and i know it's been talked about at length um is you know jimmy johnson and uh the petty uh you know th their new team uh you know speaking of twitter you know i know people are upset you know like petty isn't in the ownership name anymore it's it's now right. legacy um you know we're going to see jimmy back on the track which you know, uh, I think that's that's just a plus in and of itself. You're going to have Jimmy at the track and on the track, you know, uh, on a handful yeah. of weekends here. And that's only going to be good for the sport, gate numbers, TV numbers, whether, you know, he finishes, you know, first or, or 36th. Uh, it's it's going to be good for the sport to have Jimmy back involved in the mix. I agree, you know, and that team made great strides last year, too. And so, you know, you you think bringing Johnson on and all the resources and there's going to be some money associated with that, too. That really is going to step that whole program up. Uh, you know, obviously, Eric Jones ran very well last year, and I would expect more of that this year. Um, you know, that 42 team, you never know. Obviously, Noah's got some up experience but uh, that may be a little, I mean, I think they might struggle just a touch more, right. but still have some good results. But, you know, overall, I think uh, it, it, that's really good for the sport to have him back in. Um, 
you know, it wasn't that long ago, as you know, that there was this discussion three or four years ago. But what's the future of NASCAR? All these owners are so old. Yeah. You know, what's the what's the stipulations going on forward there? You know, you've got Denny Hamlin full throttle in now, and Keselowski jumps in this yeah, last year. Obviously, Gordon's been involved with Hendrick. Now Jimmy's uh, back in, and so you know, the future of NASCAR is looking a lot brighter. I it's, think it's a quick hell, and not even just so much NASCAR. You know, a couple of years ago, we were we were wondering if there was even going to be a petty motorsports anymore too you know well, this is a, exactly a great shot in the arm for them that's that's for sure um you know another thing that that's great for the sport in my opinion is is the new tracks uh, you know we we've got two on there this year you know the all-star race back at north wilkesboro uh we've yeah. got the chicago street course and here's what i love about it is i I've been very public over the years, so this is a broken record if anyone's been listening a minute. I have a hard time buying into all-star stuff. I don't care, NASCAR, yeah. football, hockey, whatever. Uh, but this is – it's something new. Like, there's no way I'm not tuning into the race for North Wilkesboro, you know? So as long as they keep – some fresh stuff with that, uh, with the all-star thing. It's, it's going to be impossible not to watch. I had the same issue with the clash and then they go to the Coliseum yeah. and, and it's spectacular. And now I can't wait, you know? Yeah. If you're going to have a race that doesn't really mean anything and the clash and the all-star race don't mean anything, yeah. Yeah. you shouldn't be running it at a regular track where you run other times. You know, th that's the time to experiment. They, you know, I love the Coliseum idea, and I love North. You know, I, I like many people assume North Wilkesboro was dead and long gone, and probably should have been bulldozed. Right. Uh, but to bring it back, I mean, that just makes it all that more exciting. No, and you know, absolutely. I'm excited about the Chicago Street Course. You know, I think I, I think there's a lot of potential there just to to tap a new market. Absolutely. I you know, and it, first time we've done that, I, I I don't know ever I, I don't know last time nascar ran a street course if they have uh, I, uh but they may have years and years ago so i can't i all but you know not in my 20 and, years of watching so i'm, I'm excited no I'm excited to see for some reason i want to say they did back in the 50s or 60s but i may be making that up but <laughs> you know and it's because this for me the site becomes all consuming during the season i i rarely i haven't been to a nascar race in uh, I don't even want to guess. I have probably been ten years, not actually at the track, but I'm I'm seriously considering going to Chicago this year. Got it. Um, because you know, for I'm in Missouri, it's an easy trip up for me. It's something completely different. You know, they've announced concerts and stuff on either side of the Xfinity races. You know, and I don't know. I'd get to see them because I'd be working. But I mean, it really creates an interesting atmosphere. It's around Fourth of July weekend. I think there's a lot of upside for NASCAR. Uh, try giving that a try i love it i am I'm, I'm with you right there man all right let's uh let's wrap it with this sir uh what, what's what's going to be some early headlines uh in your crystal ball that we're going to see on jsky.com here over yeah. as the season gets underway you know that uh, i i don't know i was thinking about that before we called this morning i was like i hope he doesn't ask me who i think the <laughs> favorite is for the championship this year because like i don't have any idea i mean you know yesterday or last year was such a parody year yes and I'm sure that goes away this year so yes. I, you know there's gonna be some teams that are going to hit on it so you know i think we're obviously everybody's going to be looking early at how does kyle bush uh transition over to childress uh you know again how does the new legacy motorsports, formerly Petty, you know, how do, how does things come together for them early on? Um, there's some of those other Aspire Motorsport. You know, Corey LaJoy had some really good runs late in the year last year. And sure. so do they continue to strive? And, you know, it's great to have A.J. Allmendinger back Absolutely. in the series yep. full time. And, you know, and then, of course, you know, and I'm not even mentioning the big name, you know, what does Larson, Elliott, uh, you know, Truex, you know, Logano, obviously here I've mentioned Logano uh, yet either, but there, it's just there's so many unknowns, I think. And, and then not to mention, uh, you know, we've got uh, the forever uh, tour going on for. Well, yeah. There and I haven't even mentioned you know Harvick's got the potential to go out and win four races this year, maybe more. I yep. you know yep. I, I I certainly don't think he's lost anything um, in his driving ability, so he could be a, a sleeper too for a really great season. Absolutely, um, Scott. Any anything you want to tease that uh, you know maybe Dustin's going to be dropping here over the uh, next couple of days or anything like that? 
You know, actually, we're kind of at that quiet point right now where I think the focus is turned to just getting through the clash. Next week, I expect our NASCAR news to be quiet because obviously NFL uh, Super Bowl will suck up all the oxygen in the sports world. And uh, I wouldn't I don't I don't have I'm not privy to anything, but I wouldn't be surprised to see a few big announcements yet uh the week of just leading up to Daytona. I wouldn't be surprised either, sir. All right. Uh, everybody, make sure you're following uh, Jayski on Twitter. Get over to jayski.com, all your news updates and all that good stuff. Scott, man, thank you so much for uh, coming on and, and kicking off the season with us. You bet. We'll talk to you again real soon. Talk to you soon, man. We'll see ya. Thanks. All right. Great to catch up with Scott from jayski.com. You guys know what that sound means. It is time for some lap traffic social media. Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, The Lap Traffic Podcast, TikTok, You've Twitch, Instagram, mail. Twitter, all at Lap Traffic PC. Yes, I did a, I did an okay job with TikTok last year, and we will uh, continue to try to make improvements uh, with the uh, creativity, if you will, along the way. And... If you've made it this far into the show, leave a review. Tell your friends about the Lab Traffic Podcast. You can listen to the show on iTunes, Podbean, or your favorite hosting site. You can even tell Alexa to play the Lab Traffic Podcast, and she will. Um, okay, I mentioned at the start of the show that I had to find a new segment, a new thing to replace the Lucky Dog and Lapped Down segment, and I put that in your guys' hands. And I absolutely loved this idea. And the winner of the Name the Segment contest uh, is CJ LaPearl at CJ LaPearl24. Catching up with lap traffic, talk with someone who has attended the race weekend, get their experiences about the race, the track, all of that. And I just think that is an absolutely fantastic idea, CJ. I think that's brilliant. And, you know, maybe we can do it every single week. Maybe it'll be every couple weeks. Who knows? I'll send a tweet out. Hey, who's going to Daytona? Or, hey, who's going to Daytona? If you're listening, uh, if you want to come on the show and talk about your experience from driving in, traffic, parking, the concourse, the consent, you know, we can talk about it all. Uh, I think that's absolutely awesome. And I am looking forward to uh, doing that with you guys. And just another way to have fan interaction with the show. I absolutely love that. CJ, I will reach out to you and uh, get you your prize pack and see about getting you on the show with that as well. And we've got some new follower shout outs to do as well. Sergeant Klein at SGT underscore Klein underscore VDF. Sir, thank you very much for your service. Billy at B Centigar from Las Vegas and an off-road racing fan. Brad Nelson at B Nelson 1309 NASCAR and country music fan. Joe No at Mr. No from North Carolina and a big Mark Martin fan who isn't a big Mark Martin fan. And uh, Left Turn Cult at Left Turn Cult. Now, this is where we may disagree with the Left Turn Cult because they claim to be the number one NASCAR show in the galaxy. Uh, and I couldn't think of what's bigger than a galaxy to be able to say, okay, you can have the galaxy and I'll take this. But uh, so I'll just poke fun at them for that and uh, throw a little shade. <laughs> but in all seriousness, it is, uh, it's great to see so many different uh, platforms or use of the platform with uh, people coming out and, and doing podcasts. And it is, it's fun to check out all the different ideas out there and seeing what everybody's doing. It's, it's, uh, it's been a fun community over the last, uh, well, entering seven years. So that's awesome, guys. Best of luck to you. Don't forget about stickers, koozies, got them for free. All you have to do is fill out the contact page on the website and I will get them out to you. T-shirts, hoodies, all that good stuff is available on the Lapped Traffic store at thelapptrafficpodcast.com. Uh, if you want to help support the show in any way, or there's the uh, little tipped feature on the uh, Twitter handle at Lapped Traffic PC. Um, if, uh, you know, you're just so inclined. I appreciate you all. Um, okay, let's wrap things up. We don't have the weather segment this week because uh, we're, we're still two weeks away from uh, Daytona. So we'll have uh, that next week. There's no fantasy to recap. So I figured, well, hey, let's close things out with John Hunter Nemechek. 
All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his third appearance on the Lap Traffic Podcast. Here to kick off Season 7 and Episode 301, he is the driver of the number 20 with Joe Gibbs Racing. Welcome back, John Hunter Nemechek. What's up, brother? How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Awesome, man. Thanks for coming back onto the show. Season's getting ready to kick off here. Got to ask you, what would you think of the clash last night, man? Uh, it was pretty interesting, that's for sure. Um, I'm I'm glad that one of our Toyota teammates and um, driver here at Joe Gibbs Racing was able to go out and get the job done. Uh, MPJ looked really good all weekend, was fast from the start of practice until the end of the race last night. So um, was definitely awesome to to kind of be out there um, for a little bit of it and uh, hang with all those guys. And um, the atmosphere is absolutely crazy uh in the coliseum and and just being able to walk out of the tunnel into the grandstands and um it being a completely unique venue for us it was definitely something special um i didn't get to go last year um but being able to be out there this year was definitely a, an amazing experience for myself and uh all the fans that showed up that's awesome um you know uh one thing you know quarter mile is that too small or uh you think we're good on a quarter mile um I haven't driven it, so I can't give you an exact thought on that. Um, but it's it's definitely some tough racing, I'll tell you that. I can only imagine. Uh, one more general run for you here. You know, we, when we you know we're coming fresh off the uh, the Rolex Twenty Four uh, two weeks ago, which you know sees different style classes of of vehicles and cars all on the same track, and we've got the Clash in NASCAR. We have got the All Star Race. You know, uh, unfortunately, the Xfinity Series, the Truck Series, which you're very familiar with, uh, you know, th- they don't get to participate in that. Would you like to see NASCAR? car maybe do some form of a uh you know collaboration of all three series for some type of exhibition race um it would definitely be interesting that's for sure uh i'm not fully against it um it would it would be unique in itself of having three different classes kind of like the 24 hours but um not sure exactly where you would do that at uh, but it, it definitely would be cool and unique. Absolutely. Um, back to the Xfinity Series full-time, uh, some sim- uh, familiarity. You've obviously run there in the past, and you've run there uh, with Joe Gibbs before. So is this type of a off-year transition a little easier than, you know, if you were to be joining a completely different team and all of that? Um, no, not really. Um, I, I feel like that – being at JGR has definitely felt like a home um, and being within the Toyota camp, it, it's definitely felt like being home. So um, I, I do feel that going into this year, uh, I haven't worked with my crew chief, Ben Bayshore uh, in the past. Um, so that's definitely a, a relationship that we have to kick off on the, on the right foot and be able to communicate um, to the best of our ability with one another and, and figure out what each other tendencies are uh within the race car and on the pit box and being able to make adjustments so um i, I definitely feel like it, it's been a lot of work for me and ben to kind of be able to talk to one another communicate and try and get kicked off on the right foot uh, most of the guys that are on our 20 car i was able to work with uh here at jgr uh in 2021 and we actually were able to to get a win so i'm um, looking forward to this year with this group um but definitely uh has has not been an easy off season it's been a lot of work and um, been a lot of time and effort put in Fair enough. Uh, you mentioned, you know, working with a new crew chief. Uh, have you worked with your spotter before, especially going into a, a track like Daytona where spotter is, uh, you know, crucial guy on the team this week or, you know, next weekend? Yeah, I, I definitely have. Um, I, I've had uh, our spotter the last couple of years in the truck series and uh, thankful that I'm able to have him this year uh, moving up into the Xfinity series as well. Um, it's one of those things that you find uh, kind of who you like and who you get comfortable with and, and who you work really well with. And um, that's the guy that, that you want up on the roof spotting and your eyes in the sky to trust them at, at a 100% level. Absolutely. No doubt about that. Um, let's see here. We are going to see some new tracks. Well, at least from, from, you know, you moving up from the truck series, uh, the Xfinity series has some new tracks on the schedule. Are there any tracks that you're excited to get to go to this year that you weren't able to get to, uh, last year with the truck series? 
Every single one of them. <laughs> I love it. Short, sweet, to the point there. That's for sure. Um, you know, as we get into Daytona here, uh, you know, speed week, if we still call it that, uh, what, what type of prepar- last-minute preparation before you actually get to the track? Uh, that's a good question. Um, being able to talk with the guys, talk with Spotter, um, a lot of film watching, uh, a, a lot of research um just trying to figure out the the tendencies and trends of the xfinity series and kind of what guys do and how those races have played out the last few years so um definitely trying to soak up as much information as i can uh before we get going but uh, most of all one more weekend at home before the season kicks off so um try and spend some extra extra family time but before we leave next week and get going for the year i love it um do you want to give uh, any shout outs to, to the, the sponsors and all of that? Uh, appreciate everyone that's been involved over the last couple of years and making this opportunity happen. Looking forward to uh, going to win some races in 2023. I love it. Uh, John Hunter, Nemechek, Lap Traffic Nation. Thank you so much for coming back onto the show. Looking forward to catching up with you down the season. See how things are going for you. Uh, best of luck at Daytona here in a couple of weeks. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Take care. We'll see you. All right, Lap Traffic Nation. Great to catch up with John Hunter Nemechek. And that is going to do it for the kickoff to Season 7 and Episode 301 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Twitter, at Lap Traffic PC. Huge thanks to Jeff Gluck, Scott Page from jsq.com, and John Hunter Nemechek. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Tune in each and every week to the Lap Traffic Podcast. See ya!